Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. The Masters is back. Stream all four days from Augusta and get every second of big swinging, glorious setting, career besting, water splashing, record breaking, tiger taming, Rory winning, maybe eagle making, green jacketing, golf glory you could ask for. Grab a Now TV Sky Sports Week Pass and watch all four days of the Masters for just 15 euro. Search Now TV today. Content streamed via the internet, full terms at nowtv.com. And now for your nice ladies and gentlemen out there who don't understand the Italian language, I'd like to do two choruses in British. Why don't you get yourself a nice girl? I get, get a nice one almost every night, ma. Yeah, but get yourself a girl so you could settle down. That's what I, I mean. settle down almost every night, but then in the morning I'm free. Okay, man, are you ready to go? I'm ready to go. Now, come on, now, crank this motherfucker up. My man Guru once said, work. I'm putting in work. You putting in work? Joe Quillen's putting in work. Of course I am. He put in a lot of work just to get here tonight. Yes, I did. Speaking of here, do we know where where here is? You are not looking at moonshine right now. The wonderful uh, location that we normally do this dumpster fire from at 1825 East Moimenton Avenue here in Philadelphia. Well, in South, beautiful South Philadelphia, as Tony Bruno would say. You are looking live at a small crevice of my own personal living room and my own kitchen, which is bad. I put that island together, Tony and I did, when I moved in here. I'm doing the show live from this house, and I'm bringing all of you into my home tonight. Relatively speaking, all right? Because I wouldn't allow half of you motherfuckers in my house to tell you that right now. <laughs> I'm Luigi Curt. I got Joe Quillen with me sitting here riding shotgun. And uh, before, we, before we get into everything, I also wanted to say that um, we won't be here all the time, but I'll be doing special invites to Casa de Curto over here, all right, which is apartment number down here. I ain't giving the location until uh, it's time for that. But you'll be able to come in, and I can't adjust it right now, but if I got up and get the camera, you'll sit on the lovely Chase sofa, I got the microphone all set up for you. You get all the accoutrement. You get all the wine you can drink. Joe Quillen came in here early. I made a nice 27-pound baked ziti in the oven. Right? Great. That was fantastic, right? Yes, it was. Fresh bread. I got your favorite drinks. I got all your mixes over there on the bar. I got the 55-inch mounted up, ready to go. You guys can watch TV while we sit here and do the dumpster fire, which is Funk and Fantasy Turn Up Tuesday. Now, we got a lot of stuff to get into. Yesterday was President's Day. All right? We all know, you know who the president is right now, whether you like to admit it or not, it's Donald Trump, okay? Yep. Obviously, no one likes him, but got a shit ton of people to vote for him, okay? So, the, what's the big, the, the big shtick for local radio, right? It's the Mount Rushmore. What's your Mount Rushmore this, your Mount Rushmore that? your four biggest top, your, your four favorite uh, picks on your favorite topics, right? On any topic. Yes. So, tonight what we're doing is Rushmore, Mount Rushmore galore, all right? I threw it at the Twitter. And some people, and a lot of people send in their submissions for some of the Mount Rushmore's they want me to fill in. 
I have come up with a couple myself. Joe, you have a few. You're going to shoot at me. I'm going to answer them at the top of my head. And I invite you to call in at 619-924-9874, 619-924-9874. If you have your own personal Mount Rushmore that you'd like to submit in for this evening, or if you want to question my responses to the Mount Rushmore, okay? And you could do so also on Facebook Live, and you could do so, uh, again, uh, via Twitter, at Funkin' Fantasy, all right? <laughs> so Mike Oligaro says, rip the bong, rip the, uh, rip the bong, ripple, uh, what you call it? rip the bong for RIP Alliance football disaster. Let me, let me go ahead and get that bong rip ready to go for it. Where the hell is it at? Here we go. That one's for you, Michael, and for the American Football Alliance. Now, also, speaking of bong rips, I might be doing my own bong rip soon, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, I might be getting into the CBD world, buddy. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, 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 it's, I heard it's like a human tranquilizer, which is what I need sometimes, and that's what I'm going to be taking pretty soon because i got to be put down most <laughs> <I laughs> during the day, all right? Don't agree with everything I say, goddammit. <laughs> so Joe Quillen's going to be checking in on Facebook Live. We'll be checking in on Twitter, at Funk and Fancy. Make sure you're hashtagging the show with your questions and or concerns. And also, uh, I gave out the call numbers already, and we want, I want to hear what your feelings are on the uh, – because the, the, we'll get into this right away is, – is the free agency that just happened here in baseball. Manny Machado, he drops the news. All right, so there's your breaking news. I had a feeling, Joe, that come Tuesday, one of the two, one of the two was going to sign. Okay? They were going to sign, whether it be Machado or Harper. I thought it was going to be Harper, but everything told me that, that Boris – and Harper would wait until Machado signed to see the $300 million sign to make sure that Harper got over $300 million. Exactly. All right? Now, I don't think there's any doubt Harper's going to sign with the Phillies. I, I think he's coming to the Phillies. At this point, though, fuck you, Bryce Harper. All right? Seriously, enough is enough. Pitchers exactly. and catchers are already reported. Everyone's there already. What do you like? What, what more is there? To, what, just sign the paper. It's done. As soon as Machado announced he's signing, sign your ten-year, three hundred ten million dollars, which you are not worth, by the way. He is not worth ten years. He was. He's the player that I personally would have targeted in this free agency draft because I do think he's the one who makes the team better. I think he's a better player than Machado all around. He might not be a better power hitter, but he's a more consistent hitter than Machado is, and he brings a lot more defensively. But the thing is, is that. $310 million for 10 – these 10-year contracts to marry these guys for a, a career what, 280 hitter? You know, what, what really constitutes being worth $310 million? To me, personally, you got to be a 300 hitter. And I don't mean like one year you bat 337, the next year you bat 286, and it kind of comes out to 300. I'm talking every year consistently 300, 305, 318 – and you got to be belting at least 35 and 100. 35 homers and 100 RBIs plus, which he's only done once in his entire career. He's only done once. Now, again, you're also talking about the fact that, you know, leadership, right? You know, a lot of people are expecting uh, Bryce Harper to come in here and be a leader. You don't just come into a team as a free agent and be, and be a leader, all right? You're not like a Malcolm Jenkins-type player uh, here, you know, here in Philadelphia, and also like a, like a Moses Malone-type player, who we'll mention a little bit later on in this podcast. But... When you come to enemy territory, which he is coming from, all right, Michael says, what type of caliber he get females having $310 million? Well, he's married. He's married, so he got $310 million worth of it. Jason Nemroff checking in saying, what's up? What up, Jason Nemroff? Now, a lot of people, again, would say that they want him to step in and be the leader. I find that to be completely outrageous, and also because of the fact that Bryce Harper wasn't even a leader when he was in Washington, 
okay? Remember, he got choked out by Jonathan Pavelbon, who had a cup exactly. of coffee here in Philadelphia. And Harper couldn't get that team to the promised land. And that team was – those national teams were loaded. They had a great pitching staff up and down, a fantastic lineup. They were loaded. But now he comes here with a younger group of guys who are completely in a – I wouldn't say a rebuild, but they're on like an upswing kind of a thing with Philadelphia. And you can't expect him to be the, the, you know, the front-run leader, the, the, the locker room guy who's going to bring it all together and make the soup taste fantastic, right? No, it's not going to happen. What's going to happen is the more and more time he spends away from this team is the longer it's going to take for him to get acclimated to this team and get acclimated back into the swing of baseball, which doesn't happen overnight. Right. All right? Now he's come here to fill it up. He's thrown a few axes. He's thrown more axes than he's thrown baseballs. All right? He says, David Price saying, straining to hear. Can you turn, uh, turn it up a little bit? I'm sorry. No, no, you're not complaining at all whatsoever, my friend. I got, uh, I got the volume all the way up here, so I don't know what the situation is. You might want to re- uh, just refresh your page. I don't know if anyone else is having uh, technical difficulties here here in scenario, but everything's coming crystal clear uh, this way. Now, once again, how, I don't understand how, is it, how the, the, we're having problems hearing. I got this thing jacked up. What's the situation? There's insanity in the control room tonight. Let's try this. How about this? A little better, guys? Let me know. It's low. Everybody's saying it's low. I don't understand how it's low. I got the whole thing cranked up. You guys let me know. How's that sound? A little better, a little worse? I'm in the middle of my dialogue here, for God's sakes. I'm getting shut down. Joe Quillen, what the hell is going on back there? Uh, what up, Paul Ferreira? I mean, not much yet. I, I Jen Maffey uh, is over here checking in, and she's, uh, she says she can't hear us over the bubbles in her hot tub, which is incredible. See, Carlos says sounds fine to me. See, be like Carlos. Be part of the problem. I mean, be part of the solution, not the problem, right? Exactly. Now, anyway, thank you, Rob. Everybody, everybody says it sounds good. All right, good. Doug McGregor says I'm better on my iPad. Well, I'm sure you are. Just make sure you clear all that Pornhub stuff first, all right? <laughs> I don't know what it was, guys, but we got it all straight now. Now, again, back to this, this Bryce Harper thing. He couldn't get it done in Washington when he had Ryan, uh, Ryan Cuss uh, checks in and says he can hear Joe. That's good. Because Joe's the one you need to be hearing. Because anything I say makes no sense whatsoever. So Harper couldn't get it done out there in Washington. People were expecting him to come here, be the $310 million savior. Guys, I don't see it happening. I really don't. Now, the Phillies have done a lot. And again, this is a national podcast. We're talking locally because this is big news. But Machado signs for $300 million out there in San Diego. To me, this makes absolutely no sense. Okay? Obviously, this is the first $300 million that Machado got thrown at him. Exactly. Because for him to go to that that freaking canyon of a ballpark out there. Well, it's nice because you get to bring your dogs and stuff like that to the Petco Park. It's cute. Yeah. But for him to go to that park with that team, with the virtual, you know, of, of, a virtual basically of a, a lineup of up and down of... Who the fuck is that guy? Seriously. Of those guys, you think he's going to win? You think that guy's going to be the thing that turns around the San Diego stinking Padres? They're challenging for fourth place. Hey, fourth place, right? Can't go anywhere better than that. Can't go any lower than that, right, Joe? Fourth place. That's what Manny Machado's locked him in, is fourth place. Now, Robert Rennie checks in. He says, what's the win total currently without Harper? So there's 162 games, right? You take half of that, you go 81 and 81. You're at the Mendoza line, right? Now, this Phillies team was riding in first place for a long time last year, but we all knew that wasn't going to sustain, right? The Phillies have done a hell of a job acquiring some, some former 
uh, all-star MV- uh, all-star players, couple MVPs, okay? And they've Cesar Hernandez comes back this year. He's completely healthy. He had the broken foot yes. that he was playing with, okay? Uh, Arietta again had the the uh, the what's called he had the injury to his knee. He's healthy again all the way through. Uh, you add McCutcheon. Uh, Hoskins goes back to his natural position over there at first base. Get, to, get the hell out of the outfield, Reese. All right. Honestly, as long as Gabe stays in the dugout and lets Aaron Nola stay out there and pitch past six innings, uh, I'm going to sit there and say he. This is pretty pretty much going to be a. Um, I got him locked in around 96, 96 wins. Okay, that's without Harper. With Harper, this team can win 101, 102, somewhere around there. That, that's what I think. But I also do think that the shoe's going to drop on another pitcher as well. Like a, like a Keiko might be out there who, you know, again, the price is going to start to come down. If you can go out there and get Keiko on a deal, that's going to be extremely beneficial for the Phillies. And at that point, we're not just talking about contesting for the National League East. We're talking about contending for a National League Pennant. Yes. All right, Joe Cohen, you give me the hands up here. What the hell's going on? Just give me an idea here. Uh, Parks Casino did post a regular season wins for each team. The Phillies right now, the over-under is 88 wins. 88 wins. Take the over. Take the over. Yes, I would. I would take the over, too. I got people texting me left and right. They, don't, they forget I'm on air. Anyway. 619-924-9874, 619-924-9874. I want your guys' opinions on this. And to be honest, so Robert Rennie, again, checks in says, so in your opinion, Harper is five wins for $30 million. Yeah. Right now, yeah, because the, re- the rest of the team is still young. You don't, you don't know what is going to happen with these guys. You don't know how they're all going to gel. And five wins above replacement? Remember that war stat? Yeah. Five wins above replacement is huge. Those five games are a comfortable lead in a division that can get you to a number one seed in the playoffs. So, you know, I'm not going to poo-poo only five wins being a big deal because it is a big deal, all right? Speaking of big deals, big deal was yesterday was, was President's Day, all right? Now, again, people sent in some of their Mount Rushmores. So we're going to get into some of these Mount Rushmores that people sent in. I'm going to answer them with my personal picks. You guys can chime in and correct me if I'm wrong, which I'm not. I'm not wrong. I mean, your opinion is your opinion, but it's wrong because my opinion is right. That's what some... Uh, isn't that with some douchebag, one of those, uh, those other Philadelphia, what's called, uh, sports talk radio host who sent in the, uh, the flower. Oh, that's right. Howard Eskin, that douchebag. That's right. He, he's, he's, he's part of that problem, yeah. too. Robert Rice, again, not for 30. Rob, you really don't want Bryce Harper here. Because that's what it's going to cost, $30 million. And the one thing I'll say about Bryce Harper, he's going to be one of the few Phillies, even though he's never advanced past the first round. He does have playoff experience, even though they've never won. Not many Phillies can say that. Arietta can. Well, Arietta's won a World Series. You know, McCutcheon's had a taste of the playoffs as well. Yes, but not many Phillies have had that taste. No, they haven't, and a lot of people haven't. But the thing is, though, is that Marquise Johnson says, I'll call in with mine. Good. 619-924-9874. I want you to shoot me with your Mount Rushmore. I'll give you the best off the top of my head. Now, Rob, again, you say not for $30 million, but a pitcher is going to cost you $30 million. Right? Exactly. What if a pitcher gets you those five wins? You know, Keiko, I mean, look, look at uh, Arietta last mm-hmm. year, right? Now, what, what do you got? He got three years, $75 million, right? Yes, and that third year, I believe, is an option year, so we could jettison. So regardless, though, it's, it's, it's $25 million per, yes. right? And if you get another starting pitcher in here of that caliber, it's going to cost you $25, $30 million. $30 million for an everyday player in the league that now is, that's just, 
It's the way it is. It's, it's common. It's commonly. That, that's, that's what's happened now. Baseball is just going crazy. And I don't care about the money. This is not my money, obviously. It's not your money, Joe. No. We're spending the money to go there. Yeah. You know, this, this is, this is the, the, the owner's money. They, they pay whatever they want to pay. Now, hold on one second. I'm trying to, I'm trying to show people where to, um, where to go to find this damn show. It's Tony Bruno Show Facebook Live page. Jesus, man, it's all right, right there. I'm on air. Okay, now, I want to do a couple of these. Um... Oh, David says, where do you see Kimbrell going? You know, Joe, I don't know. You know, I don't know about Kimbrell. I, that's, that's an interesting name. Um, you know, David does say that the, the, the Braves are the team to beat for that. You know, at, at this point, I, I, I got I to agree. I got to agree with David Himes. I mean, I, I could see him just, go, just, just sticking with Atlanta and being there, and I, I don't really see him leaving uh, the National League, to be honest with you. Well, That's what. He was with Boston last year. So now Robert says man, the Manny contract has an option at five years, so it could be viewed as five for 150. Still, it's still $30 million per. Exactly. Okay. Now, again, Machado's young. He's gonna, they're going to opt into him. They're going to opt into him unless he completely falls off the planet, okay? That'll happen, which I will name a few of those players in the, uh, the, biggest, uh, the Mount Rushmore of biggest free agent bust in the, history of, uh, in the history of sports. Now, let me get into a couple. Of I want to have some damn fun. But if you want to talk about Bryce Harper, you want to talk about free agency, you want to talk about anything else. Oh, by the way, if you watched any of the, uh, the NBA All-Star festivities that were happening during the, uh, during the weekend, let me give you one of these. Actually, I can't do that because I still love the three-point contest. I love the three-point. And my boy Joe Harris from the Brooklyn Nets, who no one knows about except for me who helped me cash for that $2,500 victory in FanDuel, was the winner of this. Now, Curry came out hot. He came out hot and hit 27. All right, Jerry Shea checking in says, I'm here. I'm here too. Now, now that we're all here, let's get back on the train. Let's get the train back on the tracks, as uh, my buddy Rob, who works for CSX, would say. So... The three-point contest, again, Curry comes out, it's 27 in the first round, right? Him and, him and Seth had that little bit of a bet. Whoever wins, uh, it, it, you know, they, they, uh, the loser buys the parents' season ticket, you know, t- tickets for whatever, you know, whatever they have to travel. Like, you know, listen, it ain't no drop, it's a drop in a bucket for Steph. Seth, on the other hand, he's, you know, he's not really making all that money, so he's got to, he, he, was, he, was, he was determined to beat his brother, okay? But Joe Harris goes out there and wins. They, but, dude, Joe, who won the dunk contest? No clue. Because I stopped watching the dunk contest. The best dunk contest that happened, you know, in the last few years was Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. Heads up. I mean, my God. Those dunks were unbelievable. In fact, I'm going to give you a Mount Rushmore right now of dunkers, of my dunks, okay? Let's go with, I'm going to go the original free throw line, Julius Irving in the dunk contest, okay? When he took off from the free throw line and Jordan imitated it later on, all right? I'm going to go with, let's do Isaiah Riders through the legs because that's, yeah. when he did that, when he went through the legs, everyone started doing some sort of imitation dunk for that. So Isaiah Ryder with that. Uh, I'm going to do, Dominique's windmill. Yeah, that's a good Dominique's one. windmill. And what I think is the greatest dunk in the history of dunks and possibly the greatest in-game dunker in the history of the NBA, and that's Vince Carter's dunk. Vince Carter's dunk is by far, bar none, the best dunk I've ever seen. 
I've ever seen. But Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon put on a hell of a shot. I mean, the stuff they were put the hand behind their head. Did you see the one where Aaron Gordon went up and over the mascot over a while and he picked the ball up and he basically went under his legs, came back up and reverse dunked it? No, I didn't see You got to go back and watch. It's unbelievable, man. I don't know. Jerry's saying, so you going to talking. I, I, I don't know. He's talking about me. Oh, okay. He's talking to you, Joe. You have your friends listening to this damn program right here? Yes, I do. Well, you got, if, if, if they listen in, right, they got to they gotta write some sort of thing in English. I'm building a wall here in my apartment. You got to write in English <laughs> to be in this damn program because I got to understand what you're saying, all right? <sighs> all right. So, someone just, so here's some of the ones from Twitter from earlier, all right? So, Evan. At EG underscore car bombs. I like, you ever had a car bomb? You have an Irish car bomb? We used to drink them all the time in Northeast Philly, man. We used to get lit. Um, Biggest bust in Philly sports history. All right? He asked for my personal Mount Rushmore. And this was in, this was uh, basically in O, in O to the, um, to Markel Fultz recently. I got to put Fultz on there. Okay? I'm going to go with Sharon Wright. Who's following me on Twitter, by the way? <laughs> I'm going to get Sharon <laughs> on the show. Well, he, now, now, listen, he knows what he did, and it was nothing. I got to put Sean Bradley up there. All right? Got to throw Sean Bradley up there because I need a white stiff. All right? And, and speaking of another white stiff, this guy was fighting, fighting, more worried about fighting fires than he was for fighting for first downs. And Danny Watkins. I mean, you, I mean actually, you know what? I'm going to take Sean Bradley off, and I'm going to put Marcus Smith on there instead. Yeah, Joe, do you agree with that list? Markel Fultz, Sharon Wright, Marcus Smith, Danny Watkins, biggest busts in Philadelphia sports history. That's my Mount Rushmore. If you got four that are better or you think someone else belongs on that list, you let me know. Joe, what do you think? I got Don Brown on my list. Don Brown. I know I thought about Don Brown, but Don Brown ended up making an all-star team. He did. Yeah, I, I'm so. Just, I, I'm, so it's hard to make. It's hard to call him a complete bust. Well, the only reason why I gave you that look was because I'm trying to figure out who was with him that year when he was in New York, and I was trying to think was he the only guy that was there? And it was like, oh, we got to take somebody. But I think he was in there the same year Cliff Lee was there in New York. Right now, then we're gonna go to uh, to so Timmy G at T G A at T Gal eleven twenty six checks in. And he wants me to give my Mount Rushmore of serial mascots. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're getting real cliche here tonight on Funkin' yeah. Fantasy, guys. I got to go Tony the Tiger. Good one. Tony the Tiger, number one, off the board. I also, I got a little, I got th- I've been waiting for my Tony the Tiger baseball since 1992. I still haven't received it. I sent in all those guys. You know how much sugar I, in, I took in <laughs> to get that? I earned that baseball. I still haven't got it. The second you dropped it, it egged. It was done. It was toast. But I still want my damn ball. I got to go snap, crackle, and pop. They're, they're icons, man. I'm going Lucky the Leprechaun from Lucky Charms. And the captain himself, Captain Crunch. Exactly. Now, I don't... I, I almost want to take Lucky the Leprechaun off. And I want to put in Toucan Sam. I like Toucan Sam. Yeah. I, I, he's been around for a long time. And then the Quaker Oats, man. See, that's another one, too. But see, breakfast cereal, but he, the Quaker Oats breakfast cereal just started coming out. The oatmeal's been around since, you know. Beginning of time. Since beginning of time. I think you got to leave Lucky the Leprechaun on there, right? I can't take him off for toucan, yeah. can I? No, I'm going I'm, I'm I'm to leave Lucky on there. Well, you know, Snap, Crackle, and Pop, there was originally four, four characters. No. Who yeah. was the fourth character? Pal. Who was, the fuck is Pal? That was back in the 60s. Snap, Crackle, Pop, and Pal. Yes. What the hell happened to Pal? 
I guess they wrote them Joe, off. find out why they wrote off the, why they wrote off the fourth uh, snap crack on Pop Guy. Smackums. Smackums the Frog's another good one, too. Yeah. He, he's another good one, too. All right. Here's another one. Coach, <laughs> coach press conference meltdowns. They want my Mount Rushmore of coach press conference meltdowns. All right. Let's see what we got here. I got to go with, I got to go with Denny Green. Ooh, that's a good one. Denny Green. But they are who we thought they were. And we let him off the hook. John Chaney and Calipari. Oh, okay. Now, that was the best. I mean, I'll kill you. I'll kill you. Now, I, I met Calipari when I was in Morton's in uh, Caesar's Palace, right? So I'm in Morton's Caesar's Palace. The only reason I'm in Morton's Caesar's Palace is because I want a shitload of money playing blackjack about a half an hour earlier, right? <laughs> so I'm there with, the, with, with my ex at the time, and we sit down, and all of a sudden, Calipari walks in. And he's in there with some of the Kentucky coaching staff, right? So I text Tony, and I said, Tony, uh, I'm at Morton's down over at Caesar's Palace. And immediately he says, what, you hit the lottery or something? I said, no, 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 I just you know, I want some money on playing blackjack. And he says, well, uh, he, said, he said, what's going on? I said, well, Calipari just walked in. He goes, put him on the phone. And I said, I'm in the middle of dinner. So is he. He's like, go put that asshole on the phone right now. I'm like, <laughs> all right. So I walked over. I said, Coach, how are you? I said, uh, I'm, I'm Luigi Curto. I'm a Tony Bruno's Tony producer over here. Uh, I got Tony on the phone. He wanted to talk. He says, put that piece of shit on the phone. So <laughs> actually, you no, know, I give him my phone. I'm standing there for like five minutes, right, while they're sitting there just talking back and forth. And I go, hey, John, listen, I, I hate to do this, but I, I got to roll back. You know, my, my steak's getting cold over here. Now, you know, you can afford this, but I really can't. So I got to go back. Uh, you just bring me the phone whenever you're done, right? 20 minutes later, he comes walking over. He goes, hey, thanks. No problem. Blah, blah, blah. It was nice to meet you. Um, and then, nice enough for Cal, believe it or not, he picked up the check. So he picked up my check, too, oh, which nice. was really nice. So I'm a coach. I'm a coach Cal Perry guy. All right? Then, my other one, I got to go Jim Moore, man. Playoffs? Don't talk about Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? Jim Mora. I mean, at that point, you saw a man completely just break down. I mean, he was done. He was done. He, 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 he looked at that reporter and was like, are you kidding me? Are you, you, you see the dreck that is out there? All right? I got Jim Harbaugh throwing a damn ball. All right? We ain't going anywhere. Um, and then my last one, I got to go Coach Herm. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. That's right. Get out. Exactly. And Paul Ferrer checking in. He goes, Coach Calhoun. Jim Calhoun yeah. from UConn. You know, the whole... Get some facts and come back and see. That's a great one, too. The Oklahoma State coach is unbelievable. That's one of my four. I, that's one of your four? Yeah. What do you got for that? You, you, like, you like that one, then? I like the Mike Gundy. Mike, Gun- Mike Gundy is, like, he's iconic. Yeah. I, I mean, he has the best ones. Yeah. I mean, he really does, man. Do I have anything here from, from Mike Gundy? I do. I have the, uh, oh, yeah, the when he was talking about the social media. Yeah, no, I'd give a rat about Twitter. <laughs> Gundy's great. That's Mike Leach. That's my, I'm sorry, Mike Leach. Mike Leach has another one. Mike, Mike Gundy was the I'm a man on 40. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. He, I'm a man. I'm 40. Wally Backman's meltdowns are the best. Yeah. Uh, McGregor says practice. 
He's, ta- he's talking about. We're talking about practice. Yeah, but he's not, not a coach. A game, not yeah, we're talking game, about coaches, not, not players. We're talking about coaches, not players. Not the guys on the floor. We're talking about the guys on the bench yelling at the guys on the floor. We're talking about coaches, man. Seriously. We're talking about practice. What don't you understand? Pay attention, damn it. I love you, Doug. Another one I have, Hal McRae. Hal McRae's good, too. Hal McRae's good, too. But I think I got to go Denny Green, John Chaney, Calipari's epic, Jim Mora, Herm Edwards. I'm hard-pressed to get knocked off any of these. I go Jim Moore, but I go with the one when he had when he was in New Orleans when he went off on his offense, said that he, they couldn't do diddly-poo offensively. They couldn't get a first down. They didn't want to get a first down. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good, too. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good, too. Um, what else we got here? We got – oh, I'm sorry. That was, uh, that was from Marquise Johns, our boy Marquise Johns, at Weak Sauce Radio. The radio might be weak, but the sauce is strong with Marcus. Trust me. Uh, let's go. We got a couple sent in here from uh, Jeff, at Classic Jeff. Comedians. This is going to be, this is up for, this is up, this is going to be a little crazy, all right? I'm going George Carlin. I'm going Richard Pryor. I'm going Rodney Dangerfield. And I'm going Johnny Carson. Those are my four on the Mount Rushmore. Now, I don't know. You, can, you could argue Carson off for a lot of guys. Eddie Murphy, Sam Kennison. Robin Williams. Robin Williams, who's another one. Again, this is my personal Mount Rushmore. That's where I'm going with this. Now, I don't, now is there anyone that – yeah, that's right. Carlin is definitely number one for me. David Himes knows me all too well. Now, is there anyone over here, anyone out there on the, uh, you know, on Facebook Live Land or on Twitter who, uh, Dave Chappelle is, is fantastic, but is he good of, is he worthy of Mount Rushmore? I mean, we're talking about etched in stone here, you know? Is he worthy of the Mount, I don't think so. Because I put Red Fox up there before I put him, I put Eddie Murphy up there before I put yeah. Dave Chappelle. Eddie Murphy at his prime was, <laughs> I'm telling you, he was funny as hell. So, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I could put Chappelle on the Mount Rushmore, but it's debatable. It's debatable. But again, mine goes Carlin, Pryor, Dangerfield, Carson, 619-924-9874, I want to hear from you people. We've got plenty of people watching on Facebook Live. Make sure you're sharing the show and hashtagging the show on Twitter, Funk and Fantasy. Now, um, then he also asks for musicians. Now, again, this isn't just singers. This is musicians. This is people who – Seinfeld. Seinfeld's another – see, now I wanted to go yeah. Seinfeld. I really did. It's, I just see Carson. I don't, I think Carson came from, like, I think so many people came from Carson, you know, and, and Dangerfield and Carlin. So I, I don't, I don't know. A lot of people are saying, all right, you know what? I'm going to knock Carson off. I'll knock Carson off and I'll go Seinfeld. My buddy Rob checking and saying, my sound's a little bit low. My flow is right, bro. Trust me. Now. And uh, Brenda checked in on Twitter. She said, you're down at Moonshine tonight? No, we're not at Moonshine. We're in my goddamn apartment. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, but I got some. I got some. Uh, I got some news for some of the people that uh, that listen to this program. I got some some funk and fantasy f- fair coming along. All right. I don't know if people can see. I'm gonna stand up now. I can see the shirt. So I saw this shirt while I was out in Atlanta for the Super Bowl, right? And it struck me. Okay. I didn't see the shirt. I saw a picture of. Um, I saw a picture of Keith Richards wearing this shirt. 
<laughs> so I had a bias. So I'm going to stand up. I'm going to show everybody what it says. And we all know this is my calling card. All right? <laughs> it, basically, it basically says, who the fuck is Mick Jagger? Right? As you can see. Keith Richards wearing that shirt. Coming soon. All you people out there will be able to, to wear the fantastic shirt of Funkin' Fancy that literally will just read, who the fuck is Luigi Curto? <laughs> Straight across the shirt. But this isn't just any t-shirt. We're talking about 100% pre-shrunk, soft, vintage cotton tee. You can wear this to church. And you better. Because you're going to need to wear it to confession afterwards. All right? It's my calling car. I know, I know Conor McGregor said it. But I made it famous. All right? And they'll be available for purchase. Not, not for, and I'm not making a dime on these. These are priced as is. So when they come in, you order, I send it to you. I'll be giving a few away too because that's what I do. I give to the people. You know what I'm saying? I give to the people at a fair price. <laughs> I can't be taking a bath in this shit, all right? Um, let's see what else we got here. So musicians. I'm talking about guys and gals who play instruments, who actually play instruments. Carlos says, I'll, Carlos says, I'll be making those. I already got a copyright on the Who the F is Luigi Carroll t-shirt, so you can take that to the bank, all right? Forget it. I got copyrights. I will sue everyone. I don't care if I played softball with you or not back in the day. I will sue you, and that lawyer of mine is very real, all right? Now, musicians. The king has got to be on there. I'm going Elvis Presley, all right? I got to go to Stones. Mm, go, one. Got to go the Stones, right? I'm not taking the Beatles. That glorified freaking boy band, the only difference about the Beatles and anyone else is they got here first. That's it. They got on the boat and got here before the Stones did, all right? I got to go Chuck Berry. Without Chuck Berry, no one would be doing rock and roll. No one, okay? Chuck, Chuck Berry was the godfather of rock and roll. He's the one. He's the reason why anyone picked up a guitar and played the way they do today. And then the fourth one, I, I mean, I know he only played tambourine and with, like, little kids, but I got to go Michael Jackson. All right? I got to go Michael Jackson because he was the, he, seriously, he, he's top three performer of all time. Right? I agree. Yeah, you know, I, I think you got to go Mike. Rob Berry says Phil Collins. Phil Collins on Mount Rushmore? No. I mean, as much as I love Phil I, Collins. I love Phil Collins. I mean, I love me some Phil Collins. But I can't put Phil Collins above any of these four people. Over Elvis, Michael Jackson, the Stones, and Chuck Berry. Who am I taking off? Who am I taking off for Phil Collins? Nobody. I can't do that. What about you, Joe? You got anybody? Um, yeah, because I was thinking of Beatles, but... You talk me out of that because I'm glorified I'm, boy I'm, band. I'm more, I'm more of a Stones fan. Beatles anyway. are the most overrated group in the history of music. They are. They are. They seriously are. Um, I'm going to get shot <laughs> for saying <laughs> that. Um, I, I, I was going to say somebody else. I forget who it was. So let's forget about that. Anything else you want to add to the program tonight, Joe? Jesus. <laughs> it escaped me. Ah. So Rob, now Rob Berry comes back and says Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> if you bring the whole damn band, it doesn't going to change it. Jimi Hendrix. Now, Hendrix was a hell of a guitar. Now, yeah. I'd put him as guitar player, but I don't know about... <sighs> if you're going to go guitar player, I'm going Carlos Santana. Santana, I would go. Hendrix, I would go. Van Halen, I would go. Peter Frampton. And Frampton. 
Nah, I don't know. I think I kicked Frampton off, and I put Stevie Ray Vaughan on there. Okay. I go Stevie Ray Vaughan before before Peter Frampton. I'll let you take it off. Especially because like Peter Frampton albums came with like samples of Tide in the mail. Yeah. You know, Frampton comes alive. It's an old Wayne's World joke. I don't know if anybody yeah, got we, it. Wayne's World Two actually. We got a nice entry here from. Uh, What's that? Barbecue Beef Balboa. Barbecue Beef Balboa on Twitter. What's he saying? Late entry. Mount Rushmore of the greatest fat athletes. Oh. <laughs> Ah, uh, fat like what? Like during the time they were playing? Uh, he he just says greatest fat athlete. All right, I gotta go. I gotta go. Jared Lorenzen, the mound <laughs> round. Of t- no, I'm not gonna go. Jared Lorenzen. Um, Bartolo Colon. Exactly. Bartolo Colon. I gotta go. David Wells, a fat bastard. Um. William Refrigerator Perry, just because he had the, the great personality. <sighs> oh, man. Shaq got pretty fat during his playing days, too, man. Bark- I got to go Barkley. Barkley was fat, right? Yeah. But you go, I mean, it's all baseball, but baseball players are all fat, right? Yeah. I mean, not now. Bobby Bonilla. No, he was fat when he played. Yeah. John Crook. Prince Fielder was fat when he played. John Crook. John Crook. But he's not. He wouldn't put him on a Mount Rushmore. I put Prince Fielder, Cecil Fielder. David Wells, Bobby Bonilla. I put those guys on her before that, right? Yeah. You can't put them. You can't, no, you can't put John Crook in there. John Crook. I don't know. Uh, well, Babe Ruth. Uh, Babe Ruth was fat. Yeah. Yeah, Babe Ruth was pretty fat. He weighed in about three bills, but, you know, that was all beer. Yeah, I, I agree with him on Bartolo Colon. He's the, uh, he's the uh, number one fat athlete. Bartolo Colon is the, is, he's the GOAT. Well, I, I, <laughs> he's I, the GOAT, I, man. Now, his kids, are they called semicolons? Joe. Joe. That sounds like you were waiting to tell that joke all day long, Joe. That looked like it was predetermined. I don't like predetermined jokes in this program because that's what this show is anyway. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson, another guy, another fat athlete. He was he had a okay, this guy he didn't work out. He had a hundred thousand dollars of gym equipment in his, in his house. It was all for show. He never worked out. Yeah. Uh Doug McGregor's he's going back to the musicians plant Mercury. Dougie, you can call in if you want, buddy. All you guys can call in. 619-924-974. I pay for these damn phones. Somebody use them. Um, and then the last one from Jeff is athletes. So this is spanning the globe, okay, of athletes all together. These are my top four athletes of all time. Now, this is going to be very debatable. What I look for is dominance. I look for dominance and I look for someone who's, who elevated the sport to the next level, okay? To, they were, they're larger than life, and they're quite, they're bigger than their, they're bigger than their profession, okay? And I'm talking about dominance, all right? Here we go. Wilt Chamberlain. Muhammad Ali. Wayne Gretzky, and my fourth Mount Rushmore, Michael Phelps. There's been no one more dominant in a pool or a body of water since Moses than Michael Phelps. Now, I know I'm going to get a lot of heat for that because the swimming world isn't exactly very active, all right? And I'm treading water, pardon the pun, by saying that. But I got to go... Will Ali Gretzky Phelps, 
Joe Quillen, your thoughts, top four athletes of all time. Okay, I got Will Chamberlain. Not because of the 20,000 women, but when he played in the NBA, they had to change the rules around because of him, even though he only won like two or three titles. I mean, you know, 100-point game, I'm not worried about that. Uh, right. You know, Banging all the girls. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with Ali because I didn't write that down at first, but I agree with you with that. Think about that. I mean, he li- I mean l- boxing was – when Ali was boxing – uh, you know, when he was actively boxing. It was, the, you know, the greatest time in, for boxing, really. I mean, the heavyweight division yeah. was at its best. We've never seen it be like that uh, since then. We won't see it be like that ever again, no. okay? The heavyweight champion of the world was at Radio Row in Atlanta. No one knew who the hell he was. Yeah. No one. You know, people thought he was Plexico Burris. I'm like, <laughs> it's not Plexico Burris, you idiots. It's the heavyweight champion of the world. Um, I got Gretzky, and I put Pele. For the fourth. See, now, I would put about a ton of... I would put a few other soccer players ahead of Pele. Okay. Now, he's a trendsetter, yes. But all Pele did was that, stu- that, that step-over move. He was the only one doing it back then. Yeah. I wouldn't put Pele there. Okay. I, I, if I was going to go soccer players, I would go... Man, I would probably go... I got to go maybe Klinsman. I would say I would say Ronaldo. Messi. I think Messi's 10 times better than than he is than Pele. Oh man. And then maybe I don't know, man. Roberto Carlos was pretty special. Yeah. A lot of people don't really don't don't really understand how great Roberto Carlos was, but he was amazing, all right? People are checking in. They're texting me right now saying they have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm doing Mount Rushmore's of just random stuff, which means the four things, the four best of anything. All right? So obviously this person's listening, so they know what I'm talking about now. Tony Bruno. Not the actual Tony Bruno. Some other guy named Tony Bruno is a fan of uh, Beckham. Jen says Beckham. Be- be- hell no. Hell, he might have, like, some of the best haircuts. Which I'm getting a haircut tomorrow, Joe. Which is mm. which is un, it's going to be incredible. I'm getting all done up, all clipped up. I can't wait. I need it. I need a fresh face. I haven't had I haven't had a cut in four freaking weeks. Four weeks, man. That's a long time for me. So, those are my four athletes. People checking in. I want to hear yours. Let's see what else we got here. Um, Kirsten Carlson checks in at Chris Ten K with a K on Twitter. Uh, greatest soul singers. I love me some soul. You like soul, right? Yeah. I got to go Marvin Gaye. Right? I got to go my boy James Brown. The godfather of soul, man. I love James Brown. That's my boy right there. Hardest working man in show business next to me. Okay? Jim Jim Maffey says, okay, uh, he's hot maybe because maybe in looks. But that counts, right? See, now... This is what's wrong with the world today. You know, I'm not going to... I, I made a statement early on Twitter about all these cuckold freaking guys that are out there that are bowing down to everyone. I mean, seriously, a, a female posts anything, and the second you say anything that she doesn't agree with, right, and they go, and they give you any kind of a lip or attitude, right, they just shy away. You just shy, like, like your backbone just disappears, your tail comes out. And you're, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please don't block me. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. 
Grow some testicles. Have a backbone. Have a spine. Stand up for yourself. Women say, what happened to men? You killed them. You killed them all. People, they go out there, they claim that they're, they're alpha males, right? They're type A. Let me tell you something about type A males. Type A males don't have to tell you they're type A. It doesn't come from the outside. It comes from the inside, okay? They don't have to show it. They know it. That's the difference. Because a female who's looking at a type A male doesn't have to sit there and go, well, is he or is he not? They know it right away. These guys that are on social media sit there and they, they, they talk to women like they care about you. They don't know who you are. They're using you for attention, the same as you are trying to use them for attention. So grow some balls, all right? Pick them up and throw them at somebody once in a while. <laughs> it's freaking pathetic, man. Um, let's see here. What else? All right, so greatest soul singers. Marvin Gaye, James Brown. I got my boy Ray Charles. I love Ray Charles, all right? I know you might not be able to see it, and neither can he, but he's one of the best, mm -hmm. all right? And then Aretha. Aretha Franklin doesn't get any better. Now, how about Aretha, though? How about that the story about Aretha, how she, wants to get, she wanted to get paid every single gig in cash. <laughs> in cash. And she would put the cash in her purse, right? And no one was allowed to touch Aretha's purse. She had her purse with her at all times, and she would have her money in her purse during the show, and literally tens of thousands of dollars in cash she wanted to be paid. Oh, man, she made, she made this one famous before Randy Moss did. Straight cash, homie. That's right. Aretha was all about that straight cash. But, yeah, that's what I would say. Now, I mean, people could say Otis Redding, right? Al Green, Hot Grits himself. You know, we know why I call him Hot Grits, right? Because mm -hmm. his girl threw a pot of Hot Grits on him, all right? <laughs> Let's uh, see. What else we got? Uh, Joe, what, what do you got? You got, you got stuff checking in on social media? Uh, let's go back to that here. I'm going to go back to my ancient vines in. I've been popping bottles all week, man. No, nothing Good bottles, too. Quality bottles. Nothing on Twitter. Uh, Good. It's better that way. Yeah. Uh, Bryce thanked me for that, for bringing that topic well, up. Well, he should today. be thanking you, Joe. We also got the, the, the Tuesday 10, brought to you by Dr. Catfish Charlie. Charlie can't call in tonight because he's doing some other stuff. He's in, like, a wrestling program or whatever the case uh, is. I thought he was getting ready for a storm. No, no, he's not getting ready for a storm. We're not going to get anything tomorrow night. I'm telling you right now. So, like, the whole the East Coast is, like, got this, is like, pending this, like, doom of a, of a disaster coming with, like, seven inches of snow. We're going to get, like, one inch. It's going to be washed away by rain. And it's going to be 60 degrees the next freaking day. I know. It's like, I'm going, oh, by the way, I'm breaking news right here, man. Where the hell is my breaking news sounder? Every time, I, I swear, someone moves this stuff around here all the time. I have been selected, Joe. I may have not won the Powerball. I may have not won the, the Mega Millions. But I have won an entry into this year's Broad Street 10-mile run. And I'm going to give myself a roaring round of applause. I got to pay $60 to run down Broad Street that anybody else could do running for a bus down here for free any day of the week. <laughs> All right? But I'm going to be in there 10 miles. It's going to be the longest dis distance I ever ran. I can't wait. But the good thing is it's downhill. It's all downhill, Joe, just like this program. Now... I'm going to throw these out there. These are the best free agent signings ever, in my opinion, okay? Reggie White, Moses Malone, Pete Rose, 
Again, I'm not doing this on purpose for Philadelphia. It just happened to be the most, they, they were, those were top three. And Drew Brees. I don't even think it's debatable. I think those four, Reggie White, Moses Malone, Pete Rose, and Drew Brees, are the four greatest free agent signings in the history of sports. Now, again, yet to be determined, because Manny Machado could possibly lead the, um, the San Diego Padres to, you know, obviously a, a World Series win, and I could be completely wrong. You have smoked yourself retarded. I know, Dave. I'm, I'm just saying it could happen, and I don't want to sit there and say it can't happen because I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but, I don't th- but it could happen. Reggie White, again, should have never been let go. Exactly. Moses Malone, you bring him here. Actually, he wasn't a free agent. Moses was traded, wasn't he? Uh, no, Moses was a free agent. I'll check that. Double check that, but I'm pretty sure Moses was a free agent. Um, Pete Rose, coming here to Philadelphia, he was the missing piece for the Phillies. Okay, And then Drew Brees. Drew Brees, who had the shoulder injury in San Diego and had a, had a hell of a team out there with LaDainian Tomlinson, has a shoulder injury, and it's between him and Dante Culpepper for the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins were looking for their quarterback, right? I believe Jay Fiedler was the quarterback before that, and they had uh, Ray Lucas. Oh, that's right, but Moses was traded. Moses was traded. So I'll take Moses off. And then I guess, uh, I don't know. Give me a fourth, Joe. Give me, give me a Mount Rushmore. Give me another guy. Um, Come on, Joe, talk. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking Nolan Ryan when he went to Houston. Okay. All right. That was, that's pretty good. Okay. Nolan Ryan's good. Um, so Drew Brees, the, the Miami Dolphins are looking for a quarterback, right? Dante Culpepper is coming off a torn ACL. MCL, and PCL. <laughs> he had the trifecta, okay, of the knee, all right? Drew Brees, uh, Doug McGregor, Barry Bonds. I, I think you got to go Barry Bonds, right? Barry Bonds by the San Francisco Giants, the free agents. I mean, yeah, yeah I think you got to go Bonds. I, I like that one, Dougie Fresh. We're going to go Reggie, Pete Rose, Drew Brees, Bonds. So back to, back to Dante Culpepper. He has his whole leg completely torn apart, right? Brees has a shoulder injury. Miami's skeptical on the shoulder strength of Brees, right? So what happens? Miami basically balks on Brees, signs Culpepper. We all know how that ended. Brees goes to New Orleans, and we all know how that ended, all right, with him basically shattering every single freaking quarterback record in the history of the NFL and winning a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's right. David Himes says that Brees failed his physical Miami. But even still, even still that he filled his physical, he failed it in Miami, he probably failed the same way in New Orleans. The thing is, is that, the, 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 what's called, the thing is, is that um, New Orleans believed in Breeze. Right. That was his whole thing. He was like, I'm going to be back. I'm going to be okay. And no one, and, and the Dolphins didn't believe him. They believed in the fact that Culpepper, you know, was put up these incredible numbers with Minnesota when he was throwing the freaking Chris Carter and Randy Moss when all he had to do was throw it 70 yards down the field and 84 was coming down with it because he had Randy freaking Moss, all right? He was not a good quarterback. He wasn't. He's a big guy, strong guy, right, out of UCF, and he could throw it a mile, but he wasn't a good quarterback. No. That's the, that's the problem, all right? He had a hell of a running game, too. Don't forget Rod here, Smith was there, too. Here, here's another good free agent signing to put on there. Kurt Warner with the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, yeah Kurt was great. Kurt was a great signing. But 
At the same time, he never won the big one. No, he got there. Not with Arizona, at least. No, he didn't win it with – he got there. He lost to Green Bay, but he did get there. Yeah, they lost to Pittsburgh that one year, and I still think that uh, San Antonio Holmes didn't he get He got there. Too. Now, he got there with the uh, – he got there with the Cardinals. So, don't forget, though, he won that NFC Championship game against the Philadelphia Eagles that if Donovan McNabb puts the ball on the money to Hank Basket, he's still running up the field. Mm-hmm. Instead, he threw it seven yards behind him. McNabb cost him another trip to the Super Bowl right there. Don't forget that, folks. Boy, I love me some Donovan McNabb. Um, so those are my best friends and my worst ones. All right, here we go. This is the, this is the, this is the best. All right? This is the best of the worst. Mike Hampton, Colorado Rockies. Remember Mike Hampton? Everybody loved Mike Hampton because he could hit. He could throw like 100 miles an hour. Joe, you remember Mike Hampton? Yes, I do. All right. Albert Hainsworth. Tennessee Titan, remember he, he was his most famous thing for stepping on the um, stepping on the player with his I forget which who he stepped on, but he stepped on somebody. It was a Washington Redskin. I know but he that stepped, much. yeah, but then he gets signed with the Redskins. Yeah. Okay, for a hundred million dollars and does nothing, literally nothing. All right, Demarco Murray, <laughs> Demarco Murray in Philadelphia. I might even take Demarco Murray off, and I, I, you could take Demarco Murray interchange it with Nandi Asamoa. Or even that was a corner. Byron Maxwell. Yeah, I'll take any one of those three. All right. David Himes goes Mount Rushmore of Eagles losses in the playoffs. Well, let's see, Dave. <laughs> um, Carolina NFC Championship at home. Um, Tampa Bay NFC Championship at home. Arizona Cardinals on the road NFC Championship game, which they should have won. Um, and let's see, for the fourth one. Oh, man, I got it. I think you got to put the Fog Bowl up there. Yeah. Fog Bowl's got to be like, that would be the top. That would be like the George Washington end of the, uh, the Mount Rushmore, all the way to the left. Yeah. You know, your side. And then my last one, Timothy Moskov. <laughs> Timothy Mozgov, uh, former Cleveland Cavaliers center, gets four years, like 70-something million dollars to play for the Lakers. He played nine minutes, man. Now, I played more for the Lakers. Lou Dang played more for the Lakers than Timothy frickin' Mozgov did. He was white, and he was tall, and he got paid to play ball. That's exactly what David, Timothy Mozgov did. Now, if you've got four other ones that are better than that, Call me and let me know, 619-924-9874, 619-924-9874. I want to check the streams. How's the stream going? Stream is all right? Yes. All right, good. Joe, you had a couple. You had a couple for me. I was going to answer off the top of my head. Um, what do you got? Well, I, I did give you the sporting events to attend. We no, no, I don't want to yeah, do that. Yeah, Come we on. nixed that. Um, best, best Philadelphia musicians. Best food, Philadelphia musicians. Hall and Oats, right? Mm-hmm. Got to go Hall and Oats. Uh, Got to go Aretha, right? Will Smith? He put Will Smith in there? Yeah. He was born in West Philadelphia, born in Ray. Uh, oh, man. almost want to go Mario Alonzo right now. They got a mural of Mario Alonso right up the block of my uh, street. 
Um, the Roots? I don't know. What do you got? I got Bobby Rydell. Yeah, Bobby Rydell. Um, Hall Notes, Will Smith. I'm going Mario Lanza. Okay. I'm going Mario Lanza over Bobby Rydell. Okay. Anyway, let's go to the phones. 813-541. 813-541. You're on the air. Luigi, in the spirit of a gimmick infringement, what up? What up? Who the hell is this? It's Marquise, my bad. Marquise! Marquise! Hey, Marquise. Marquise Johns! Yes, sir. What's going on, brother? How are you? I answered your Mount Rushmore earlier. Yeah, but give you a heads up, guys. I'm, I'm hearing you guys for the blog talk. It is, it, it is, you are shopping the hell up on my end here. Yeah, but- blog talk is terrible. I use it for the phones, but blog talk is absolutely horrible. Uh, you gave me the coach press conference meltdowns. Yes. All right. Now, I answered them early, and I'll answer them, I'll answer them for you right now on the phone. My top four, my Mount Rushmore, I got to go Denny Green, John Chaney Calipari, Jim Mora, Herm Edwards. Your thoughts? Not a bad four. Not a bad four. Now, is there anything actually, you would take out? The four that I have, and actually we're kind of on the same page with this, got Herm Edwards, mm-hmm. got Denny Green. You can't, you can't, I mean, you want to crown, crown her ass. You can't. Exactly can't right. Board. Rick Patino was on mine. <sighs> because Larry Bird got walking through that door. That's right. Oh, That's yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I remember Slick that. Slick Rick's a good one. Through that door. Slick Rick's a good one. Now Rick Patino isn't going through that door. Yeah, exactly right. All right, so you got Patino, you got Edwards, you got Denny Green, and who's the fourth? Fourth one, I gotta go with Mike Lundy because he's a man yeah. and he's forty. That's right. Gundy is the Gundy is the best. People are asking for it left and right. I gotta play it. Here it is. I'm a man. I'm forty. <laughs> that is the best one. <laughs> you want to get somebody come to me? All right. So good. That is so great. I mean, he stood up and he looked right at that freaking reporter's <laughs> face. You want to come at somebody? You come at me? All right. I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> Marquise, what else you got tonight, man? It's a pleasure to finally talk to you. Now, I, I mean, oh. we, we go back and forth all the time, share love back and forth on social media. It's the first time I got a chance to hear yeah. your voice, and, and obviously you, you, you hearing mine on the other end. Um, but the floor is yours, man. So what else you got going on? Wow, you did block talk is the worst on this. You're cutting out completely, but... Yeah, I, I was going to ask you, and I want to thank you ahead of time because this season, courtesy of your fucking fantasy, uh, I'm waiting for it in the mail. My league has a trophy every year, and I've been playing in this stupid league for about 13 years, getting my head kicked in repeatedly. And courtesy of your picks on offense, because we play in the stupid independent league, we got picked defensive linebackers and safeties and yeah, third-tier corners and other nonsense that, that people hate doing with fantasy football. Between your office of picks and the defense that I already had, I was able to win the trophy, and that should be coming in the mail in about three to five days. Awesome. I've been, tr- I've been trying to tell people. You're talking to the Rolex <laughs> wearing, <laughs> diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. See, I appreciate that, Marquis, because a lot of people have a lot of people have checked in. They've said that some of my selections and my advice has, has helped them get to finally get to championships. You know, people that have, have have struggled, you know, year in and year out, they're just dumping their money to these guys. 
you know, that I've, I've gone next level and I've helped them. Because when I do, what I do on my Funk and Fancy show is that I take it on, on, a, on a solo basis. So, like, what happens is, you know, when you call these national programs, you have these guys come on, the, you know, other, other shows and they just go, start or sit, start or sit. I go, but, well, who are you playing first? What's the opposition look like? Because sometimes it, that's not the, the because people I was, it's not the right move. You, you the got people I was playing with this year were pretty. They pretty much mailed it in. I want to say after week five. However, there was still the teams that kept out waiver wiring me the entire time. Yeah, the waiver wire vultures are always out there, but it's always you know fantasy football is a week to week thing, you know, and you got to consistently try to look at who your opposition is, and then you look at your lineup and you go, you know what. You know, as, as much as it looks good, like, you know, I, I can't win this week. I, I got to gamble, you know, and that's when you make those difficult start and sit situations. And, and, you know, and that's when you gamble. And sometimes the gamble pays off and you got to do what you got to do. And a lot of people, they draft and they start upon the name. Exactly. You know, that's why I've always said I'm never the guy to tell you when to start Antonio Brown. I'm the guy to tell you when to sit Antonio Brown. And speaking of Antonio Brown, Mr. Uh, Big Chest is what he wants to be called now, right? Big, Big Chest Antonio Brown. Um, you know, he's done with the Steelers, completely done. We don't know where he's going, okay? Uh, Marquise, what about you? you? Have any thoughts on Antonio on the Antonio Brown train and where it will finally stop, and and uh, you know officially you know depart for uh you know for duty somewhere along the lines next year? My thing with Antonio Brown because he's completely gone off the hinges as usual is <laughs> it's living proof that time and time again, year after year, these athletes get to stop getting on the goddamn Madden cover. I know, seriously, right? That's the worst part. Now, I lo- listen, Antonio Brown, to, to me, is the, the best wide receiver in football, all, all around, right? I'll, I mean, people can argue that, you know, DeAndre Hopkins might have the better hands. and um, Well, until uh, – uh, uh, you hear that? You hear that? You didn't get that on air, Joe? That pop, that, that vacuum seal? Joe Quillen's over here handing me some, uh, some old vines in. I got all these bottles over here, Marquise, for moving in. I got to pop these things, man. Wine's only good if you drink it. You know what right. I'm saying? Wine's only good if you drink it. So – you can argue for all these different things for these wide receivers, but Antonio Brown, I think, is the most complete wide receiver. However, I think he's the biggest freaking diva since Michael Irvin. Seriously. I, I, mean, I, I, can't, I can't find a bigger diva than him. I say T.O. Nah. T.O. Wasn't, wasn't a diva. T.O. was just like a, he was a fire star. He was a pain in the ass. That, that's what he was. Uh, but he was a great player. He was a great player nonetheless. The thing with Antonio is, is that he's not doing himself any favors by this because it just makes he's making the or he's, he's going after the organization he's attacking the quarterback and now you look at a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo right out there in San Francisco a lot of people are tying Antonio Brown to go to San Fran you have a new team out there with San Fran all younger guys right most of the, most of the team retired after they all started yeah. sucking right but you got Garoppolo who's gonna be coming back off the injury right you got Kyle Shanahan out there young coach right all young players he's got no one, th- he's got no one to throw the ball to. Now you got Antonio Brown to come in there. You talk about a guy who gets disgruntled fast and 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 often in Antonio Brown. You bring him to a team as great as a talent as he, as, as he is, he could be disastrous to a San, San Francisco 49ers team and could seriously have the whole thing implode with Garoppolo within the first 10 weeks. And he could cost Kyle Shanahan his job, too. I think uh, he's got to go somewhere where I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say the word stability so much. I, I think more discipline is there. You know, and I'm not talking about like a New England type of thing or anything like that, but I, I think he belongs with the coach that he'll listen to and the locker room is bigger than he is, where not just one person will stand up and punch him in the mouth, but everyone will stand up and punch him in the mouth. You know what I'm saying, Marquise? Yes. Marquise, you still with us? 
Yeah, I'm still here. My bad. That's all right. Hey. No problem. That's all right. Other people, don't worry. Every, every time I talk to someone on the show, they're doing something else anyway. It doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, man. Uh, anyway, man. So, Marquis, now, now, now where are you calling from? Where are you from? I'm from, I'm from Tampa uh, here now, but I'm from Detroit originally. I'm not really from around these parts. Oh, you're in Tampa now, but you're from Detroit. How's the weather out there in Tampa, man? It's freezing up here. Oh, that's right. You guys are all caved in and stuff. No, it's 70 down here. And it's, it's, winter is over in Florida again, so it's, all, it's always 78 and muggy again until about July. Ah, and you you motherfucker. <laughs> 70 degrees, motherfucker. I would kill for that, man. We all would. Oh my! I mean, I got the heat turned up in the apartment. You know what I'm saying? And I had the ziti baked early, baked early, so we got the, the the residual heat from the oven coming off. Exactly. You know, we used to be poor, Marquise. You know what happens is after you get done yeah. cooking, you leave that oven door open, and you get that nice 450 and, degrees in there to warm and, the apartment up. And just for the listeners out there, man, uh, I don't miss any of that. I hear you, brother. <laughs> Trust me, I can't wait to get the hell out of here. And just for the listeners, it, it was so hot in here when I got in here. My glasses steamed up at the moment I walked into the apartment. That's because I'm a sexy son of a bitch, Joe. That's what it is, man. But it's not, it's not the apartment. It's me, man. It doesn't matter. I affect all. I affect all races, buddy. Trust me. You ain't the first one. Anyway, all right, Marquise. Thanks for checking in, brother. I appreciate it. Um, and I'll be talking to you pretty soon, my friend. No problem, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks, man. Thanks, Marquise. Thanks, Marquise thanks for calling. Applause. I did have a. Uh, what do you got? Um, an honorable mention to the fat guy, the fat athletes. What do you got? John Daly. Yeah, John Daly's a good one. John Daly's a good one, man. And if you want to go old school with golf, mm-hmm. Craig Stadler. The Craig Stadler. Who the fuck is that guy? I don't do golf. I do golf as much as I do hockey. <laughs> I don't play hockey ball, all right? Uh, Tony Serena says, is Tony okay? Uh, we haven't seen him in a couple weeks. Yeah, Tony's fine. He's doing fine. He's actually leaving tomorrow pending the snow doom apocalypse that's coming here to Philadelphia. Uh, he's leaving for Los Angeles for the Jason Barrett Awards, uh, for the radio broadcasting uh, awards, and they have a, uh, an award named for Tony. Uh, he had to give it away at Radio Road during the Super Bowl because the, the, the recipient wasn't able to be there. He was going to be in Mexico uh, on the other side of the wall. Right. So, but Tony and Miss Robin are flying out to Los Angeles uh, tomorrow to be there for that. So, you know, obviously he didn't do the show. He didn't do the show this week. And then last week, I think he was doing his taxes or something like that. Okay. <laughs> so he didn't have time to do it. But when he comes back, he'll be back. I'm, I'm going to have I'm going to have him sit right over there on my couch. He helped build this freaking place. I'm going to have him sit on the couch. Now, we got anybody else want to check in? 619-924-974, 619-924-974. Make sure you're sharing the show. I want to see you sharing the show because sharing is caring. And that's how I get paid. So I gave you the best. We, what do we have here so far? So to recap, we have the best, the biggest bust in Philly sports history. We had serial mascots. We had the Mount Rushmore of coach, coach, pre, coach press conference meltdowns. I, I, sometimes I forget my broadcast. Blah, blah, blah. Musicians. Athletes. Soul singers. The best free agent signings ever and the worst free agent signings ever in sports. Now, Joe, you've added nothing to this program. So now I'm going to go to someone who does add something to this program. That's Dr. Catfish Charlie. Okay. And you got his questions. Yes, I do. All right. It's so the Tuesday 10. He sends us in his questions every single week. I have no idea what the hell they are. They're just totally random. He comes up to them during the course of his day. I answer them the best I can, and uh, more often than not, they suck. But anyway. Okay. Uh, first question. Go ahead. Which president would get drafted into today's NFL? What president would get drafted in today's NFL? Now, I think, now, see, now everybody thinks I'm going to go Lincoln. 
because he was big, but he was a clumsy son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Lincoln was clumsy. Have you seen the way? Remember Daniel Day Lewis did the uh, played Abraham Lincoln? Yeah. And they had to shoot him from afar because he's only like five seven. Yeah. But I'm not going Daniel Day. I'm going Thomas Jefferson. I think Tommy J gets drafted. Barack Obama's weak. He's weak. George Bush a little long in a tooth during that time. Washington, he had wooden teeth. I'm going to go, yeah, I got to go Thomas. I think Thomas Jefferson gets drafted. Okay, I say. (laughs) David Himes says Gerald Ford. I love Gerald Ford. (laughs) Yeah, well, he was a football player at Michigan. Yeah, I know he's a football player at Michigan. I would say JFK. Nah, JFK's too busy banging cheerleaders. And William Howard Taft could be an offensive lineman. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Number two, what's the minimum size a dog needs to be considered uh, to be con- to be considered a dog to you? What is the minimum size of a dog? What? How long? Do, how? How? What's the minimum size a dog needs to be to be considered a dog to you? Well, the fact that it's a canine is what makes makes it a dog, right? Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of little. Do- the one dog that I don't like. I'm going to say this, and this is an unpopular opinion, but the Chihuahua got to go. The Chihuahua's got to go. I mean, it is the dumbest freaking looking dog I've ever seen in my life. I like, a, I like a nice Brussels Griffon, you know? I like one of those kind of dogs. We did a couple shows on dogs. Now, the Chihuahua is mean. It's angry. It's territorial. It's like my ex-wife. I wasn't even married. It's a joke. But, I mean, it's the... Uh, I'll give myself a rim shot. It's just nasty. It's just, it looks like a rat. It's like putting a collar on a rat. It's not friendly. It's only friendly to one person. The only reason why they got it is because, like, you know, that, uh, what was that movie that Reese Witherspoon came up with, that uh, Beverly Hills uh, attorney or whatever it was? Uh, but they put the dog, Paris Hilton had the dog in the purse, and that's all it was. I, th- I think that the Chihuahua has got to go. Honestly, I think if a dog weighs more than, I don't know, seven pounds. Okay. If it's more than seven pounds, it's no longer a, a rat. It's a dog. Yeah. Next question. Next question. What's your favorite yearly tournament? March Madness. Yeah. Come on, man. Of course, March Madness is the greatest spectacle in all of sports. 16's beaten ones. Well, first time. First time it happened. First time ever happened last year. I love March Madness because you can get up and just start betting first thing in the morning, right? I mean, I can sit right there on the sectional, lay on the chase, and just turn on CBS and just get down to the business and call my bookie and just start betting at 9 o'clock in the morning. That's the best. I'll be doing that in, uh, doing that in a couple of weeks. Uh, number four, which is more interesting, bracketology or the draft? Bracketology. And here's the reason why. Because the draft, no one knows who most of these people are. And when they claim they do, they don't. When they say, oh, I saw, you know, I've been watching this guy at the Combine. We could probably get him in the fourth. Dude, you work at McDonald's. You're not a freaking NBA. You're not an NFL scout. You have no idea who these people are. You don't know what the shuttle drills are. You don't know what kind of times they're looking for. You don't know how, to, how they score in the Wonderlic and what that equates to to your, to, to, to your franchise and how they fit in your offense or your defensive scheme. Stop. Shut up. You have no idea what you're talking about. Bracketology, it's just like there's teams on the bubble, right? Mm-hmm. And you're just like, you're looking to go like, oh, they should be a one seed. Like, oh, they got a three? Like, they're a three seed? People get screwed so much in that. And, and the bracketology means so much because 
more often than not, the best team in college basketball doesn't win the championship because of how and where they are seated. Now, the, the, the better teams do get the quote-unquote easier road. However, when one or two teams that are in the lower half of that bracket, like when you're the ones, like you're the Kansas of the world, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got the um, Joe Jenkins checking in. What up, Joe? Now, say you're like the, uh, you know, the Kansas of the world. You're the one seed, right? And you're playing the 16, like, you know, whatever. Uh, Penn. Yeah, Penn. You're playing Penn. And then all of a sudden you got that 8-9 matchup that's lurking underneath, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's that Kansas State-Wichita State. And either one of those two teams can beat you. And that's what screws it all up, man. Like, right, like you, can, you can get knocked off by an 8-9 or nine in that second round because it's, just the, it, it, it's all on how the seeding goes. The draft is... To me, it's nothing more than the spectacle of the draft. You know, I've attended the NFL drafts. I, I broadcasted NFL drafts. Uh, I was at the last two, uh, literally. And it's nothing more than a red carpet spectacle. That's, that's all it is, man. But the, but Selection Sunday is just yeah. – Selection Sunday is near and dear to my heart, man. And hopefully this year they don't do what they did last year where they had announced all, 64 te- all 68 teams and then said – Okay, now we have all 68 teams. Now we'll do it. There's, there was no suspense. Exactly, right? There's no suspense. You've got, you got, you got to leave people in suspense. you got to see the kids jumping up and down in the freaking gym. And then here's the best part, though, is when you see, like, that 16 seed, and they're like, the 16 seed, uh, no, no, I won't say Penn, but like, yeah, the 16 seed, like, Penn Quakers off the play. The Tar Heels of North Carolina, they're jumping up and down. I'm like, you guys are like lambs to slaughter. I'm like, yeah. you're about to get your dick kicked in by the Tar Heels yeah. by, like, 80 points. <laughs> Uh, all right, number five. Joe Jenkins says, Funkin' Fantasy Bracket Challenge, set it up, Luigi. Winner gets a $50 gift card to Moonshine. Joe, where were you at last year? I put up $100 of my own cash for the Funkin' Fantasy Bracket Challenge, and we do it again this year. Straight cash, homie. That's right, straight cash, homie. I put up my own money. If you beat me, the winner of that bracket, I will, win, I will give them $100. In fact, uh, who won it last year? Um, fan of the show won it last year. I forget. He came down to Moonshine to pick up his money because he had to come down to pick it up. And uh, donated it. He donated it. He donated to the to, to some charity group that was having a thing. He donated the $100 winnings right there. But I do it every single year. I put the brackets out. It's open to every and anyone. Kids can play. Anyone can play. Just and the f- winner gets $100. All you got to do is be following the show and continue following the show during the tournament. And if you hop off afterwards, I'll slit your throat. But <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I think I finished in like I think I finished like seventeenth place or something like that last year. I had some upsets, but there was a couple little kids. There was a little girl and a little boy that were like in second and third place for a while. And a lot of people had Nova. They had Nova going the whole way and win the whole thing, but it didn't work out for them. And that's what happened. Yeah. So, but uh, but yeah, I do it every single year, and I put up I put up hundred bucks of my own money. Not not it's it's not, it's no else much. My own cash. Okay, um, number five. Have you ever been held hostage for anything? What was it? <laughs> what? <laughs> Who the hell's holding me hostage? Have I ever been held hostage for anything? Um, Scott Evans says $100 to every person that finishes better than me. Yo, Scott, take it easy, man. <laughs> I ain't got that kind of scratch. Um, let's see. Hostage, hostage, hostage. I've been held hostage on the phone a couple times. No, I got nothing. nothing I got nothing. How about you, Joe? You ever been you ever been held hostage, Joe? Nothing here either. Okay. 
Um, number six, what's the worst skin disease you've ever contract? Uh, what con- the fuck? Charlie! <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I never had a skin disease. I'm not Carson Wentz. I'm, I'm just the... Yeah. I wrap it up, man. I wrap the rascal. <laughs> I never had any skin disease. Skin dude. Charlie. Jesus, man. Next question. Number seven, have you ever been thrown out of a facility? No. No. I know how to act in public, even when I don't. I got, I've never been thrown. You've been thrown out of a place, Joe? I got sent home from work once. Oh, come on. That's nothing. I mean, I was, I mean, I got sent home from work a couple of times, but I mean, as far as like tossed out for like, you know, behavior or, you know, loudness or lewdness or sometimes nakedness. Um, No, never. No, no. I've never been asked to leave. No. Yeah. Nothing, nothing other than that one instance I was saying. Jesus, Charles. Will Colin Kaepernick be on an NFL roster next season? Hell no. Hell no. They settle out of court, right? He got his 20 whatever the hell million dollars, 27 million something like that. Uh there's they were saying 20, 30, 40, but I've also heard that it may be 5 million and then 5 million to his charity. Whatever. Yeah. He got paid. Yeah. He's been paid. His parents got money. He's never playing again. That's it. You can't sue the league. You can't bite the hand that feeds you and then go back and expect them to employ you. You just sued them. Yeah. And here's the deal, Colin Kaepernick and Colin Kaepernick fans. It only, doesn't only have to do with the fact of what he did and that obviously the NFL owners don't really like him, don't appreciate it. It has everything to do with the fact that you're just not that good. He was a system quarterback with Harbaugh. Harbaugh saw him in Nevada. Right, and he knew that this is the kind of guy I want to run my system, and it worked perfectly. Okay, he's a one read and go quarterback, a la Michael Vick mm-hmm. when he was in Atlanta. Only difference is Vick was just throwing algae crumpler. That's it. Okay, Kaepernick. Once Harbaugh left, you saw what happened, right? Yeah, he sucked. I mean, he sucked. I mean, we're talking Lisa Ann type numbers. All right, he sucked. <laughs> And that's why he won't play in this league. Yeah. And, and the one thing I said, uh, the, I, I said that if he couldn't succeed under Chip Kelly the year he was in San Francisco, that really was the end for him. Because yeah, I, cause that I, was I a agree. perfect offense for him. I agree. Next question. Will you be buying baseball tickets this season? Yes. Yes, I am buying baseball tickets this season. I'm actually trying to buy the entire April pass uh, for, for the Philadelphia Phillies. And because I like the ballpark, I like going down to the bar. I'm not one of these guys that are you know, dancing around the freaking big screen, you know, the jumbotron. Yeah. You know, I don't do the kiss cam. I do the flex cam. Got to show off every once in a while. But I don't do the kiss cam kind of stuff. Well, I mean, I would if I had anybody worth kissing next to me. I'm not taking you any more games, Joe. No, don't worry. Um, but I, li- I like the smell of the grass, you know, the feel of the nighttime air on you. I love to be around baseball. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, as James Earl Jones once said, baseball. You know, that's, that's what it is. You know, they sit around the short pants in the hot summer days and just mm-hmm. watch the game, right? And I'll be there opening day again. Are you going to be opening game? Yes. Oh, Joe. No, we got to say that, right? Oh, good <laughs> for you. I won't be there opening day, but I'll, I'll, be, there, I'll be there plenty of times. I like going to the baseball stadiums. I got, I'm actually going uh, with my buddies and I for our yearly uh, bowling trip. We're going, to, we're going to Canton, dude. 
Nice. Going to Cleveland. Nice. We're going to Cleveland, Ohio. To go, we're taking a road trip to bowl, and then we're going to see the Hall of Fame. I like the. I nice. like the. I, I always want to go to Kansas. So I'll go see Kansas. Okay. Uh, final question. Mm. Go for it. What's the best baseball city in America? The best baseball city in America. All right. Well, we're not going to base it on rings, so I'm taking New York out of it. Okay. I'm taking Boston out of it. I can't stand the fans in Boston. I can't. I hate them. St. Louis is supposed to be baseball heaven. They can kiss my ass. <laughs> Every L.A. team is out. Every California team is out. Man, this is tough. Baltimore, I can know for a fact, is not. Because I was there. I paid $4 to sit on I, I took a swing. I was up after Chris Davis was this year. During the summertime, mm-hmm. I went to the game. Um, man, the best baseball town. It's not, it's not Philly. I know that much. In my opinion... Jeez. See, it's, it's tough because where is baseball only king? You know, you got to look at this because, like, in Philadelphia, you have four other sports, right? Yeah. Um, I would say the north side of Chicago. Yeah. I'm thinking Chicago. Yeah, nothing, nothing beats an afternoon game in Wrigley Field. See, now I've never been to Wrigley. But I've, been, I've been there. Now it's all the, but it's all the party. Like, I'm not there for the party. I, I'm a grown-ass man. You know, I'm not here. I'm not, I'm not trying to be some freaking – I'm not 40, but I'm not trying to be some 40-year-old guy who's out there trying to run around with a bunch of 20-year-olds. And that's all that Wrigley Field is, is a freaking party. But I would have loved to go there before they took away the bleachers. Because now the bleachers are gone. Remember they used to have the bleachers out there, the bleacher creatures? They're gone now. They put up buildings and they charge well, – no, oh, oh, you mean outside the stadium. Yeah, outside the stadium. Yeah, outside the stadium. I know what you mean now. David Price says, Charlie advocating kidnapping. I don't know what the frick Charlie was thinking with these questions, pal. Anyway, what else? That was that it? Yep. Uh, it was Tuesday 10 by Charlie. Follow Charlie at Dr. Catfish Charlie on Twitter. He'll be posting those, those questions for you guys later on. You can answer them at your own discretion. Now, I think that basically covers everything, Joe. I think it does, too. You got anything else you want to talk about? Anything else you want to pimp? No, nothing. That's it? Yeah, that's it. All right, good. Let's close the damn show, then. <sighs> anything will work. I want to thank you, everyone, for uh, joining me tonight in my home. I want to thank Joe Quillen for making the trek down here to uh, South Philadelphia and sitting here in my living room with me and sharing some food and some Coke Zero because Joe doesn't yes. drink wine. This is an old, this is an ancient vines in here. Joe's a very fine bottle of wine over here, Joe. You need to try some of this. And you can try some of this, too. If you want to be part of the living room situation here with the, that is Funkin' Fancy, you want to empty the dumpster, which is my living room, you can message me on Twitter, at LuigiCurdo22, at Funkin' Fantasy. I'll be, having, I'll be back at Moonshine. During, during fantasy football season, I'm always there. But uh, during the mean, in the, um, excuse me, in the, uh, in the meantime, I'm going to be doing the show half from here, half from there, because i got a lot of parties and events going on right now. It's a very popular time yeah. for Moonshine. I get it. They get, uh, they get a lot of things hosted there, and so I can't be there for that uh, because I take up too much room. That's the problem. And no one wants to hear me talk except for my friends and the people here on Facebook Live and the people here on Twitter and the people that are listening on Blog Talk Radio on uh, Facebook Live, on Audio Boom, on, on YouTube Live, on whatever. Okay? Uh, bring it back here next week, next Tuesday. I might do the show on Monday. It might be an early show. 
Joe, you available on Monday? Yes, I am. All right, good. Just wanted to make sure. In the meantime, I'm Luigi Kerr to remind you, it's not a fantasy if you believe it's real. Good night, everybody. Music and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Matt Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.